Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode. And uh, my name's Reeks. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Filmatics Podcast. Yep, that's that's what I said. It's our first episode, and you can tell because I'm stuffing up already. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about all things film. Um, we are we are addicts. Uh, hi, I'm Regan. I'm an addict, and uh, this is my good pal Addy. And um, we're just going to rap about it. And you know, this is this has been talked to death. Obviously, this this topic. Um, but we're going to be talking about the MC. You better believe it. Uh, that's another podcast about Marvel. But who gives a shit? Because it's going to be super fun. And um, first off, I, I just want to get a bit of history here because I mean, a lot of people. You know, it's been going for such a long time now that the MCU. Um, Addy, where, what is your experience of the MCU? Because I know what mine is, but I'm, I've got some years on you. So where, where did you sort of begin to become aware of what was happening? So um, I don't know what's happening right, right now with Multiverse of Madness, but uh, my first Marvel movie, as of we can call it right now, was uh, I think the second X-Men movie. Oh, really? Okay. It was the f- it was it was the first time that I saw superheroes basically. I didn't understand it because I was like three years old. <laughs> <laughs> but my first proper introduction to MCU as as we know now uh, was the first Thor movie uh, okay. that was directed by Kenneth Branagh, I yep. believe. Yep. And uh, it was crazy because growing up, I was I was a lot in, into like mythology. And okay. see, and just just seeing how s- someone like Thor, who's like so beloved and like so over the top, uh, in a good way, in all mythology, is it's just this. They dumb it down to a normal person. They make him funny mm-hmm. in a way that that wasn't. I don't think wasn't done like except for Iron Man before. Yeah, and that's and that's how I that's how like I got to know about the MCU, and then. I, I didn't watch any film in theaters for like, I, I think it was like I, the first, I'm fucking up, man, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter, man. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. This is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, started, I started getting invested after the first Avengers film. And I remember that being this, it was so big that even people who didn't know about the MCU knew that this was something that was happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I think it was around, I think it was uh, Winter Soldier. Where I was like, this is this is my thing. I'll, I'm getting into this. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, yeah, and then I, I became a fan. What about so, yours? You, your, let me just ask you a question, though. So your first experience was the original Thor movie. Yeah. And, and you would have been, you would have been like uh, early teens or? Uh... No, I... Iron Man came out when I was five, so I would have been seven. And fuck seven. you, I'm old. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's like you, I'm like your grandfather. Yeah, let's do a podcast with your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's my grandpa, Rach. Oh, I remember the MCU. Um, uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, I was like, 
a fucking 25 or something when the first Iron Man film came out. But look, and, and you probably get see this less nowadays, but when I was in primary school and high school, you didn't tell people you were into comic books. Are you kidding me? Do you want to get beat up behind the, you know, the cricket shed? No, you don't. So you keep it to yourself and you read comics and you trade them with your pals who, who, who you know, also, um, uh, you know, have comics. And there's only a few of you. But I've been a huge Marvel and DC fan as well um, for years and years. And, and the, the one that really happened was even before uh, X-Men was Blade. The first Blade film came out when I was like, I would have been 16, 17. And that movie fucking rules. Like it's, it, it is really, really great. And, um, and that was kind of like, all right, there's, there's the dam broke. And, and, you know, as you were saying before, before we started the record, you know, Avi Arad was in, in control of all that at the time. And Kevin Feige was his assistant, if I remember correctly. Um, and, uh, and that was sort of people started looking at comics in a different way because before that it was, we'd had the Superman franchise, which had kind of gone away, the Christopher Reeve one, you know, and it was diminishing returns, even though the third one's still the best. And I stand by that. Uh, and then you had the Batman, you know, the two the two Tim Burton Batman films and then the two sort of lesser liked Joel Schumacher films, even though I think Batman Returns is a really good movie. Um, and it was, people kind of had a bad taste in their mouth about, about this stuff. And then Blade hit and then X-Men and then fucking Spider-Man, Raimi's first Spider-Man. It was huge. It was the biggest film in the world. It was the biggest thing in the world. It made Tobey Maguire a household name and that was never going to happen any other way. Um, and then it kind of just kept happening, you know, and we had a, a reboot of Batman and we had some Fantastic Fours and we had some more X-Men's and there was all this stuff going on. And then, yeah, just quietly behind closed doors, Feige pulls in John Favreau coming off the back of, of making Zathura, a pretty great sort of space version of Jumanji. Yeah. Um, that, that's, sorry. sorry no, you go, man. I didn't watch that film when it came out because I was really, really young. But I watched it uh, with my younger brother who was like just getting into movies. Yep. And if you watch that film, it's it's a film about just two brothers just going off into space. And it's it's so <laughs> it's so it's so beautiful. It's it's weird and it's it's cheesy, but it's so beautiful at the end. It's great. I yeah, it's a really it. good film. And it, and it proved that he had directing chops and the ability to do work with with, you know, CG technology and, and, you know, what was going to be at the forefront of, of these kind of films. And they just made this little film with, with, you know, an untested Robert Downey Jr. They didn't want him for that role. Like he was, he was coming out of rehab. He'd had kind of a bit of his, his renaissance had started with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but it was, people were talking about Tom Cruise for a long time. And, and this movie comes out and just blows everybody's head off. And, and, and there was that whole teaser thing at the end, they shot, you know, the post-credit sequence, that was a gag. Um, and now that's that's part of the, 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 the pop culture zeitgeist is having those in your films. So for me, it was watching all of those guys and, 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 and people in, in, in when I was younger making fun of this stuff being now like converts. And I'm happy. I'm not one of those angry nerds who's like, fuck you, you can't like it now because you didn't like it then. Let's come on board. It, the water's fine. Get in here. There's, we've got Superman and Spiderman and fucking people who throw ninja stars at people. And it's, it's wonderful. So like, and being an adult as well and, and, and a filmmaker, you know, when I was 25, I was already, you know, 
almost 10 years into to my filmmaking career. You know, I started making films when I was in my mid-teens. Um, and to see Iron Man do so well and then that kind of progress into... Because Iron Man's like a perfect movie. It's really uh, so tight. Um, and uh, but you were telling you were talking about the history about this film before. It's stuff that I didn't know. There was no script. Yeah, so there was there was no script whatsoever. They had a storyline of what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. but they but because because it was Kevin Feige and John Favreau, this this is the impact of this film. That there's no way, shape, or form where there's a there's a universe where this movie wasn't made without John Favreau's because these these are, these are nerds. These are actual nerds who yes. studied these characters. And they were going off of things as if like they could bring in uh, what's his name? What's what's the leader of the Fantastic Four? Mr. Fantastic, um, Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Yeah. God. <laughs> That's um, it. You, you, I'm, not, I'm taking a nerd point off. You get a nerd point. Now, nah. everybody, all all of our listeners, all three of you, Addy has one nerd point taken off because he didn't know who Reed Richards was. <laughs> So what are we saying? Sorry. Yeah. So they were playing around with names of like who could be like these Easter eggs and stuff, but they couldn't. So they were like, okay, so here's a story, and this is a crazy story as as off we go, because not a lot of people know that it was Marvel Studios before the like Marvel Studios went under Disney after the Avengers. Like now, when you watch the Avengers, it's an actual Disney property. Yeah, but up up until Captain America, it was all individual. Um, it was these indie films with these big characters and this larger than life stories, mm-hmm. and and that was it. That was that was the selling point. Is that we have never that was the thing that we had never seen anything like it, and that was the big thing with anything going on because. I mean, see, you, you read an Iron Man comic, or especially the one that was like written in the sixties, mm-hmm. where they actually dive into his alcoholism. He's not—he's not a really good character, is he? No, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the the demon in a bottle storyline is great <clears throat> because it's something that you hadn't seen a, a, a character go through. Like the that's the thing that Marvel has over DC is the, is DC is the human problems. DC has pathos because they're big, you know, godlike beings. Marvel has the, the, the problems. Superman's not going to get a you know an alcohol addiction, um, yeah. but like on paper, you're right. The 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 character of Iron Man and, and, and the Avengers as well. This was their beating of of, of property. Yeah. Um, you know. Absolutely. Sony had all the good shit. <laughs> yeah, Sony had Spider Man, which made them tons and tons of money. Oh yeah, that's why they still haven't let it go. You know, it's there, there's, <laughs> exactly. there's a world where you know the the. I mean, how how this happened, how they managed to get Spider Man into Civil War, I'll never fucking understand. Like the 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 legally backflips they would have had to perform to get that character into that the Marvel Cinematic Universe and still retain the rights, I I can't even fathom. But it's making everybody a lot of money. But it's why they will never let go of that property. Absolutely, I agree with that. It's a crazy story, and uh, I think it was last year in twenty twenty one where Marvel came up with a two-part book called the, the I think, The History of the MC or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a huge book with, like, two parts. And um, and they go in and they, and they tell you how they got that. It's, 
because at the, at the time of Civil War, there was so much push. Or oh, just because the Amazing Spider-Man Two was coming out with Andrew Garfield at okay. the time. Yeah. With uh, th- wait, no, that was uh, that was the second Avengers film, and there was so much push. Or oh, just having like a little Avengers Tower just just hanging there in the in the Tasm Two film, but they didn't. And so, they, if you believe it or not, there's a script of Civil War with there's no mention of Spider-Man whatsoever. Oh, really? Because they were like, if if we do this. That we have to do it in a way where even if we even if we don't get this character, the whole story doesn't doesn't change at all. Mm. So so even if you take out the small part of Spider-Man in Civil War, the the larger story still remains the same. Yeah. But it's it's the magic of the fans, and I I, I believe that like even though it's not very very true, but I still believe that it's the fans that keep this keep all of this going. But. It was it was Kevin Feige who went who went to Sony and said that well we have this crazy idea, and both of us are having success now because at the time Tasm was making movie like the Amazing Spider-Man franchise wasn't like really really low. There's still a lot of money there, right? And it's, it's Spider-Man. It's, yeah, it's always going to be money there. Yeah, there's always going to be cash. Yeah. So, so they were like, if we do this. And we have Spider-Man with us. It's going to be a collaboration. But the only way we can do it is that we do Spider-Man our way. Yeah. And so I think the consensus was that Andrew Garfield left and uh, they brought in Tom Holland and they rebooted Spider-Man, which is, which is another thing. But it's so crazy that we live in a world where that happened. Yeah. It's bonkers. It really is bonkers. And, and people, I don't... I don't think people really people accept it really quickly. Uh, just and I call them normal people, <laughs> people who don't do podcasts about this stuff. The normal folk, the people, you know, your you regular ticket buyer who goes and goes. Yeah, I like them, Robert Downey Juniors, and I, you know, I enjoyed that film. I'm going to go and see it. Maybe they don't know who the, all the Avengers are, or you know, you say who, an actor, and you know, say you know, Paul Bettany, and they don't know who that is. You know, they just they just see Vision or whatever, but. Those are the people who, um, you know, are, are buying all these tickets. It's the reason these films do so well because everybody's going. It's not all of us nerds going four times. Well, I mean, sometimes yeah. it is, but but it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, like call back to the Stitch Up episode where I was talking about the Batman. Like, I'm definitely going again. It's it'll be number four, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the 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 people not appreciating or not being able to appreciate seeing all these characters on screen together. I was talking to my, my fiance about it the other day and we were watching, um, no way home. Um, great film. And, uh, the bit at the end happens where it's the spoilers. If anyone has is listening and hasn't seen no way home. And by the way, what do you live on the fucking moon? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you listening to this podcast? You've made a mistake. Um, so we were watching that bit and, and I was, I said to her just before where they all, you know, Peter's like, trust you, Peter Tingle. I'm Peter one, Peter two. And he goes, P three. And then they all run together and then jump and the score rises and they use their webbing to like help each other flip. And I yeah. was, oh, I can't God. help but get goosebumps. And I said, imagine being a four-year-old, five-year-old Riggs. Like I, the, the first gift I ever remember getting was a Spider-Man comic. I still have it. Um, it was a Doc Ock Spider-Man comic from the eighties, Spectacular Spider-Man issue like three ninety eight or something, and I, I learned how to read because of that book. 
and um, you know, it started my love affair with comics. If you have that previous with with uh, uh, these these properties, you get more out of the fact that Spider Man turns up in that film um, and gets and and him and him and Cap are having the tete a tete about where they're from. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, where are you from? Queens. He's like Brooklyn. Like it just you like oh they 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 are that's where they come from. Like it just I don't think you're going to be able to appreciate it. Uh, as much, or, or maybe you appreciate it, but for di- very different reasons. Absolutely, and just, just to go back to that conversation with uh, Spider-Man and Cap, it's it's so funny that you, that you say that is that because I got excited before the conversation, but it was a totally different reason. Mm-hmm. Because in the in the first Captain America movie, um, Doctor Erskine, who creates the Super Soldier Serum, he mistakes him for Queens. And so when he asks him where, when Cap asks him where Spidey's from, and he's uh, Queens, yeah, and he he's holding the thing face. up, yeah, he's yeah, a man. smile on his face. <laughs> it's it's the it's the callback to that, and it's, see how different just one line in just in just one film, just the one tiny line, just it has so many different impacts. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll come to that later too. We're going to talk about our our favorite lines and our favorite movies because it's you know some of these films have been written by really great writers and um and who care about stuff and you know we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. Obviously, there's a lot of backlash about these movies being the only type of movies that are getting a big play in cinemas and you know the money that's around them and the money that gets put into them and if it's if you've got a property that isn't a franchise, it's it's no one gives a shit. And um, you know Martin Scorsese's comments, and we won't go into it too much, but just I just want to touch on it briefly and talk about the market and and where we are. Um, and you know, cast your mind back, if you will, Addy, to to was it what did you say? It was two thousand and eight that Iron Man came out. Yeah, two thousand eight. The same year as The Dark Knight. Imagine, wow. imagine trying to That's have to, true. yeah, like you're trying to have to make waves in a world where that movie just comes out. Um, you know, the godfather of superhero pictures, if you want, if you like, that's what a lot of people say. I don't agree with it, but it's, that it's something people say. So Iron Man comes out, it goes head to head with, with a dark Knight or something like that. And doesn't work. It's not a success. No one gives a shit. Robert Downey Jr. Fades into obscurity and now, and, and doesn't own seven islands you know um what what is what is the landscape of cinema 15 years later without these movies i have i have um i have a few answers to that question but i want to hear yours first okay (laughs) that's see this is why we're good co-hosts we always give each other room i I honestly don't know I, i feel like the advent of streaming would Okay, so you can argue that these films are cyclical in the same way that in the 1930s and 40s, the big musical was the thing that people went and saw, you know, or the 50s and 60s, you know, Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind's not a musical, you dickhead. What, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Singing in the Rain, Mary Poppins, uh, yeah. those kind of things. Big. That was what the companies put their money into. Um, and then there was also a time for Westerns and people were making, a lot of people were making Westerns. Um, in the nineties, it was big, sort of big box comedy, gross out comedy, American pie, that kind of thing. Things do have a, 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 a time. And then there is a time for not that, you know, and then eventually the superhero film will fade and there will be, 
you know, even even uh, the Batman's a testament to that. It is so anti these kind type of movies, even though it's in the genre. Um, we're leaning that way because people, are, you know, they're getting a bit fatigued, and I get it. But this the beginning, like Iron Man working and and starting the the launch of the DC of the sorry MCU, and then DC seeing the impact that these films have had and going, we need to do this, and then Man of Steel, BBS, and 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 on from there. Without the success of Iron Man, you don't get these big blockbusters. The blockbuster kind of disappears. What do we ha- What else do we have? Harry Potter's well and over. You've got the Fast oh, yeah. series, and I don't That's... think the Fast and the Furious yeah. series would be what it is now without the success of the MCU because no one would give a shit about IP. They wouldn't care about absolutely these big sort of longs, and and they wouldn't be as lo- like. I don't know if you've watched the Fast and the Furious films, Addy, but I watched them all last. Have you seen them? I haven't. I've seen the one where it's the farewell to Paul Walker. That's the only one I've seen, and that's the only one I remember. The that's like all the way at the end of the series. You haven't even seen the first. Well, the first few, it's about dudes who race cars and steal DVD players and shit off the backs of trucks. By the time you get to Hobbs and Shaw, the spin-off with The Rock and Jason Statham, it's full-on science fiction. And, you know, Idris Elba's character in that is a super soldier. He's literally, like, body is infused with technology. Like, it's just, it's batshit. Oh, yeah. And you don't get there without the MCU being as successful as it is, is my point. And if I have a point. I think the blockbuster goes away. What I do think that allows in the marketplace is for the rise of indie cinema, uh, like a new wave of indie cinema. See, you agree with that? Yes, yes, yes. I think that would happen. I think we would start getting, you know, these these directors who had big opportunities like Favreau and stuff like that. You know, he might have gone on to make Aliens and Cowboys or whatever the fuck it is that he did. But I think there would be a resurgence the way that there was in the 90s of young filmmakers making some interesting introspective dramas. And these genre pictures would be very much to a lesser extent. I think DC would maybe have continued and done a Superman reboot, but the idea to connect them all wouldn't be there. So basically what I think would happen is you would see the death of the blockbuster, which unfortunately would probably lead to the death of um, brick and mortar cinemas with the advent of streaming services. um, You know, even things like Disney plus and whatnot, you know, star Wars would be in a very different place if it wasn't for the MCU success, because you know, people look at these things that they can sell. Um, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's like you're saying, there's a lot of money behind this stuff and you remove that from the marketplace and cinemas close, uh, you know, even, even most recently. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who have a problem with these films and these people are very, very vocal about them. Despite the fact that Francis Ford Coppola just came out and said that he loved the Deadpool movie, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of derision around these films, but um, Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson said it. People are going back to see, going back to the cinema after a pandemic to see Spider-Man No Way Home. The pandemic hits in the beginning of 2020 and there is no Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody goes to the cinemas anymore. It, it is yeah, that's, streaming only. That's, that's the definitive downfall. If, if nothing had happened before that, 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 that would have been it yeah. for all cinemas. 
And that would have been super yeah. sad. You would have had like little indie jobs, like the, the one in Melbourne we've got here, the Astor that plays legacy pictures and things like that. But big chain cinemas, I mean, you saw it happen when, when the COVID hit. It was places were closing and stuff. And, and the reason people came back was because you don't want to see Spider-Man No Way Home for the first time on Disney+. Plus. That was the mistake that HBO made, you know, by going, yeah, we'll throw Dune out day and date release i mean you fucking insane like oh you got so mad then i saw you get really I mad get, I, I wish to i get so mad man that, that, all, all of them it's okay matrix wonder woman i i do not care i do not give a flying fuck you really you really doing on on hbo max i i swear to god if they hadn't done that if they just restricted that one that one film Yep. It would have been the first film of 2021 to hit a billion. I think? I swear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 you know, that's that's a th- that's the argument as well. Is like, okay, so if if this is where we are, uh, if they're if they're able to do because Disney didn't do it, you know, Disney had premium prices for their stuff. They were like, you want to watch Black Widow in your home, you've got to pay some, you know, the amount of what would be equivalent to two tickets going to the cinema yeah it was i think it was 30 dollars 30 us dollars for uh the premium yeah for black widow yeah and i i did it for um uh early early um early access to the suicide squad the james gunn picture because we were in lockdown here in melbourne and i couldn't go and i'm like well fuck it i want to see this movie it was 30 that also happened that also happened the suicide squad also came on the streaming yeah simultaneously yeah it's just it's yeah. it's 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 a very very different world. If if these if Iron Man isn't successful in two thousand and eight, very very different cinematic landscape. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, um, it's it's so hard because for me, I I love Superman, and you know that. I, I'm, I'm you're, a super, you're a big DC I'm fan. A, yep, absolutely. Yeah. We don't say that. I love both equally. I, <laughs> I didn't say you didn't. I didn't say that you were DC. Like, I'm happy to say that uh, I, I like DC comics more than I like Marvel comics. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, I because they do things that. more successfully. But but the MCU is more successful than DC. But then again, DC comes out with something like the Batman, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you, you've got a different voice. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. There is no There is no one or the other. Yeah, that question, um, you stole my point, which was my biggest point, was that... (laughs) We'll get fucked. You've got to get in quick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put a disclaimer at the start. This is swearing in this one. We'll get in trouble. Oh, yeah. I'll get Uh, yelled at on YouTube. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. So, sorry, what was the point that I stepped on, you said? Uh, No, you stole my point, which is that... Even uh, even I believe that with with the Dark Knight trilogy and the Iron, and the first Iron Man movie not doing well, all we would have is just indie films, which which like for me as an aspiring filmmaker is is kind of what we'd hope for is that is that because it's so big and everyone just wants franchise after franchise, nobody really cares about just original and just the unique ideas anymore. Mm. That's why when something like the Batman comes out in a century, it's such a big deal it's because it's so different. It's, it's so different. It's so unique than anything out there. 
they they just immediately become successful because there's nothing else to compare with. Yeah. Which which I disagree because if you go back to like the 70s or the even like the 30s with like the noir uh, films, you could still find inspiration from that. Mm. But in a day in a day and age where we live right now, it's it's a really hard world to imagine a world without superhero movies, basically. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's it's not just that; it's that you know you you're you're a professional filmmaker now, right? And uh, you know you grew up with these characters reading them, and then you got to watch them on screen. Mm. And for my generation. There are people who watch those films and they're like, oh, so you can get that on page. And then we get into comics and then we're like, but now I now I know I know what that is. I know what I've seen on screen. I know what I can see on the page. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now I can craft my own story, getting inspiration from both of them. Yeah. And it's something that not that not it doesn't happen anymore. You don't you don't see indie films like the, I, I think the biggest one could be that it like the biggest difference between those two worlds where superhero films are successful and superhero films are not, is that a, a company like A twenty four would be as big as big, big as Disney, mm-hmm. and I'm all for that. But then again, if we don't if we don't have if we don't have the MCU right, it doesn't it doesn't give hope to to young filmmakers like. Uh, like even even if we like go go on for a century with indie films, there's a point where we're gonna get bored, mm-hmm. right? And and I and I've just started getting into comics again, and I just I, I picked up a random comic from from a shop and I bought it. It's uh, it's Infinity Warps. It's it's what uh, universe is colliding and becoming one. So you have a you have a variant where it's. Uh, it's uh, Captain Supreme or something. Mm-hmm. So it's Captain America, but it's also Stephen Strange. So like those two characters oh, is cool. into one. Yeah, right. And you, you can do so many different things with that. And just just reading a few pages from that was like, oh, it'd be so cool to see that on screen. Mm-hmm. Where it's a it's Iron Man, which is also Thor. So he's got the full Iron Man suit, but also has the Mjolnir. It's, right on. <laughs> right, That's like cool. how rad it's, it's so it's so rad to just just see that, right? Yeah. And just have that on the page, but also like just imagining to see that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and like these, I don't I don't want to piss off anyone, but I I completely disagree when they. <laughs> That's that's what we're doing here. We're pissing yeah, off a lot of people. Well, they'll stop listening then, and and who cares? It's the you know people who who if they don't agree with us, that's fine. You know, you don't have to agree with what we're saying. We're allowed to have our point of view. It's what the internet's for. Absolutely. So yeah. piss people off. Go right ahead. <laughs> piss piss off. Warning in three, two, one. There you go. Now they. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, I absolutely disagree. Uh, when it comes to people saying that uh, superhero films are the death of cinema. Mm. What the, and I don't think that they know what they actually mean. And they're just repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And when someone like Martin Scorsese says that and backs it up with... with get it. You go, Martin, I totally get it, mate. I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. He's from an older class of filmmaker. I get it. But when, you know, some 19-year-old blogger jumps on the bandwagon, I'm like, dude... 
Maybe 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 research a little bit what's what's going yeah. on here and where these people end up. It's just yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's immature is what it is. <laughs> there we and go. I just pissed what? a bunch of people off too. <laughs> We're in it together. <laughs> uh, love it, love it. Yeah. And why and why I say that that they don't know what they mean is that when Martin Scorsese says that superhero films or theme park films are a death of cinema, mm. it's it's. It's not what he actually means. He means it's the death of cinema as he knows it. Mm. It's the death of cinema that, you know, that he fell in love with. And to be honest, that was like decades ago. And I'm still not okay with every genre just dying. But there's a there's a time and place for every genre to rise. And it's not that these are bad films. The amount, the amount of money and the amount of work that's, that goes into just one project of this Excalibrates, it's unbelievable the amount of people that get employed and have have money to feed their families because of it. It's, mm. a, it's, a, re, it's a very real world that we live in where if, if we don't have these films, a lot of people are unemployed. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's it's... it's... And I think that's the worst part about it. Is, I mean, Scorsese come like Scorsese could could you know come to my door and tell me that I was going to die in fifteen minutes. But if you did it in that sweet little I'm a New York caterpillar voice, um, I would I would totally listen to him. But he, when yeah, look, you're right. When he says that he means what the the days that I remember are gone. But we need to be careful because we're flooding the market with this stuff and it's leaving very very little room for other things that are important. You know and and you know not like not putting one saying one's better than the other just saying these two things are di- different and one has a, a share of the market that is unfair compared to the other and he's totally right about that i think people who come out and say that it's crap or it's you know whatever they're trash or they're garbage whatever it's and no one cares about it it's you know it's it's theme park cinema or whatever the f- fucking phrase was that was toted around at that time it's so dismissive of the art form under any circumstances you could see the worst film ever made you know you could see the room or or plan nine from outer space no don't go there the room <laughs> is the best the room is the best film ever made and there's yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> the room is the best film ever made and that's it. I like it. You, this is see, there's a professional film reviewer here, ladies and gentlemen. Clearly, um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe not the room then. Something else that sucks. All right. It's something else that people just generally don't like. It's dismissive to say that they don't have a place. There's a place for everything. Um, you know, and unless it's like you know horrible and it's like bad for people, but just if people expressing themselves, particularly writers and directors, um, you know, actors who invest in their creative craft. Someone sat down and, and figured out how the fuck to make Infinity War and Endgame. Like, imagine what you would have to do just to get your head around the narrative of those things. That's not easy. You don't do that because you are thinking about Disney's bottom line. You do that because you want to have a satisfying end to 15 years worth of storytelling. It's just that simple. Um, and I also think that when people come out, and it does tend to be these older dudes... Um, you know, and they've done some some brilliant work. I mean, Ridley Scott came out when uh, his film The Last Duel didn't do well, and blamed the I don't know Gen Y or whatever you, whatever you guys are. Um, you know that generation for being on their phones all the time and, and said that all Marvel movies are shit. I'm like, 
yeah, but you've also got a movie out. Roland Emmerich said it too, because he's got a movie coming out too. It seemed, they're very... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They just seem strategically placed to these comments. Strategically placed right. as in, I've got a movie to promote, so let me shit on this other stuff so that people maybe come and see my thing. It's, 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 it's a PR stunt. It's, 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 that's all it is. It's every person coming out and saying it, it's a PR stunt. Yeah. And there's some people who actually believe that. But actually, coming, coming back to yours, the question is that what's the world like without the MCU? Yeah. Right? Okay, I lost my train of thought. Shit. <laughs> this is good. I had such, it's I had such a all. good point. You see, you got to have a pad. You've got. I've got a notepad. You got to write these things down. So. Ah oh, man. So, the, the, what what is the what is the world like without the MCU? It's probably um, it's boring in places. I'll tell you that much. We don't have oh, the I'm resurgence. Of, oh, you got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. Go shoot. Shoot. Yeah, I think we'd have, I think we'd have better comic book movies. Is that right? Okay, all right, all right. Explain yourself. No, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. dare you? No, I could care. Right. What do you mean? Yeah. So what I mean is that there's no way that that a generation goes and reads these comics and and doesn't get inspired mm-hmm. like like for me especially and the the people that i know who are in the same field of filmmaking e- even though there are a lot of people who shit on these films these films are like our saviors like and they they make tons of money and you know why i'll give you a very very logical answer to that why they make the money that they make mm-hmm. when you have a family of four people right and you want to go watch a movie, have a good time. You want to watch something that's going to be worth your money and you're going to have a good time. You're not going to go to an indie movie with, with a family of four people, are you? Mm. Yeah, good point. Right? And especially to filmmakers now who are like, oh, Marvel sucks and all that. I, I get it. You, you want to jump on the jump on the Marvel sucks stream like it is. But uh, these these films, no matter how how big they are, how many people have their opinions on it, these films still inspire people to get into filmmaking. And I think that's the that's not the impact that a lot of people go for. But if listen, if you make something and it goes on a big screen, it's it's something to be proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Or what's the next step? you inspire someone else to do the same thing that you did, right? And there's this generation of people who will, like, for you, you read those comics and, and then you watch them on screen, right? For us, we will watch, we will watch it, and we have the whole backlog of the MCU to know what to do and what not to do, right? And we can learn from that. We can learn from all the 30 films that they made. We can learn from the mistakes that they made and we can learn from everything else that they did. And we can see the DCU and what they did, what they did well and what they did bad. And we can all learn from it and be storytellers in whatever shape we want to be, mm-hmm. right? It's not that a person, like if, if an aspiring filmmaker goes and he watches or she watches 
a Marvel film or a DC or a superhero film, right? And comes back and like, oh, I want, I want, I want to get this, this, this superhero in this movie, and this is how I want to do it. It's, it's not that. It's, it's getting inspired by these stories. And what's, what's so fulfilling about just watching these films is that it's these stories that have inspired these people to, to create these stories on screen. And I hope that in the coming years that we have the impact that, you know, people just dial down a bit on, on like all the shit that people are giving these movies. Because to be honest, there's, there's no way that these films are going away. At least not, not, not right now, no. I mean, there's too much, right now, much at course. stake. No, 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 it's fine. Like, you're not wrong. I mean, eventually the the, the stories will run dry. But I guess with the, the advent of, you know, Disney Plus and things like that and HBO Max, they're able to do... I mean, they're making a Batgirl movie right now for HBO Max that'll get released, you know, direct to that, that, that streaming service. So I think there's... It'll just be a new thing. It'll be a new way of doing it um, as opposed to what everybody is worried about, which is the, the, the wholesale slaughter of any other kind of, of, you know, cinematic form that, that, that would be, you know, out. like I saw, I've, I see a lot of movies. I see heaps and heaps of movies. I go to the movies a couple of times a week and I'm not always going to see this stuff, but that's because I'm a film addict. And, um, yeah, hey, hey, the titular line, I had to get it in there. I had to get it in <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I think that's really interesting, the point that you make about how you, you feel like we get more interesting movies that way and people are inspired. You're totally right because there's the, all of these things, like there's each one, and we'll talk about it when we go through our favorites, like it might, one might speak to you in a way that will speak to someone in a different way. So if you're, if you're a father who maybe feels like they haven't engaged with their daughter enough or engaged with their child enough, Maybe you relate very much to Ant-Man, you know, about a, a guy who, who has doesn't have a relationship with his daughter because he's been in prison, you know, whatever that is. Maybe if you feel like that you never really were able to be with your great love. The Cap's story is because, is you know, that's a great it's arc. It's all that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, all there, you know, and then you can take those ideas. You can, you can watch the Captain America movies you know, if you watch Cap 1, 2, and 3, and then the Avengers pictures, all the the four Avengers pictures all together in a row, Cap's story is very, very clear. Um, he doesn't really change so much as things change around him and he adapts. But in the end, he gets to his last dance, which is just, you know, that's the reason that movie ends that way, because it's the most satisfying ending. If you feel, If you have a love story in your heart to tell, and you watch that love story... And then go and write one that has doesn't have any Chitari in it at all, or anybody flinging shields at nobody. Like you don't have anything genre in that story at all, but it's still a beautiful love story. Of course, that's informed by what you've seen. It doesn't matter that it happened to be on that grand of a scale. So you're absolutely right. It's it's just going to lead to more interesting shit. Yeah, and just to just to go back to the cap thing is that uh, people say that cap that. Um, Iron Man and Captain America are the least, or I know people who say that that Captain America and, and Iron Man are the least developed characters, and I want to punch them in the face sometimes. <laughs> That's not very Captain America. He would try and talk it out first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So you you have you have Iron Man, you have Captain America, two opposite poles, right? 
And you see how those stories end, where you see the selfish Iron Man become the selfless. And you see the selfish Captain America, you see the selfless Captain America do finally do something for himself. Yeah. And it's and it's it's that conversation in the first Avengers film is that you know, you know, uh, when Captain America says that uh, Captain America says to Iron Man that you you're not the guy uh to jump on the grenade. Yeah, to crawl over the wire. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I think it would just cut the wire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I think the people, you know, the people that you want to punch in the face, um, probably don't understand character and and narrative in the in the way that you do because you're a storyteller like and that's that's you know that's their loss if, if they want to get if you want to have a look at it and maybe dissect a little bit you'll find what's there but if you're just looking at it passively then of course you're not going to see that kind of depth in these characters because you're just looking at the flashy costumes and shit which is fine. You can do that. You can go to these films and just, if that's all you get out of it, not a problem. But I, I choose to, to see deeper meaning in everything. Um, and uh, it's absolutely there, especially when you get actors like Chris Evans is amazing. He's, he's, so, he's so great in that role. Um, he's, a, he's a gift to humanity. There, there are a few people who give to, uh, give to humanity. <laughs> he's one of them. He is one. He is a gift to all. I mean, with them abs, I mean, shit. I remember I was we were watching... Um, She's going to hate me, but it's not like she's going to listen to this anyway. My sister-in-law, I won't say her name. Um, we were watching um, Captain America. Yeah, we were watching Civil War. And you know the part where the helicopter's like Bucky's trying to get away in the helicopter and Cap like oh, grabs it with his arm. Yeah. And he's got the yeah. huge cannons, right? And afterwards, after that happened, my sister-in-law was like, that made me feel funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I know what that means. That means that you enjoy his physique. And look, don't we all? He's a beautiful human being. But um, amazing. So I just want to end on that uh, on that note, uh, talking about where we would be uh, with without the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, there's pros and cons. Um, I feel like a lot of Star Wars people would probably be like, if I can remove... If I can go back in time, if I can fucking... Um, you know, get the time stone. Can I get the infinity stones and go back in time and pull things out and change things in history? I think they would probably want to do that because then I think Star Wars would be very different. I think the 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 Marvelification of the Star Wars saga is is bothering people a lot, and um, they're all very loud online. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. So, but just as a, as a as a gauge here um, for where we would be without it. These are the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time as of today's date. Data as of the 23rd of March. Okay, so number one is Avatar, which is mind-boggling still. I, I do not understand how... I mean, it was a huge deal when it came out, but how that still managed to pip Avengers Endgame at the post when they did a re-release. But anyway, not by much either. Um, but yeah, so Avatar is number one. Avengers Endgame is number two. Titanic is number three. Star Wars episode, I think it's supposed to be five, The Force Awakens. No, episode seven. Is that right? Yeah, it must be episode seven. I have seven. not watched it. Yeah, you not yeah you're not a Star Wars guy. Yeah, that's right. So, did you ever hear that, everybody? Addy isn't a Star Wars guy. Unsubscribe now. Um, I, watched, I watched the Kenobi trailer and I liked it, so I might watch all the films, but I don't know yet. 
you got you got to get in for Kenobi, mate. That looks it's it's you yeah. and McGregor. And if there's anything I know about you and McGregor in his films, you you're gonna see his dick in that show. Um, what? He, he, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine though a big sandworm dick? No, because there's a lot of indie movies that he was in, like outside of Star Wars and stuff like that, like you know Train Spotting and about Adam and and all that. was it about Adam? No, maybe it wasn't about Adam. He, I don't know. I've seen that guy's dick a lot in a lot of movies, all right? He, he, he throws his junk around. And that's fine. Get, enjoy yourself. It's not a problem. I'm just saying, Kenobi, if they added that in there, I think you'd get more viewers. Um, especially after Bob, the book of Boba Fett. There wasn't any penis in that. Not that I saw. Um, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Avatar, Endgame, Titanic, Force Awakens, Infinity War. So within the top five, you've got two Avengers pictures, right? Number six is No Way Home, which only just came out. Then you've got Jurassic World, uh, the John Favreau um, Lion King film, the the uh, supposedly the, twi- uh, the twenty nineteen one. Yeah, well, like I suppose you call it live action, but not really. It's just they they yeah, animated it differently. It's, yeah, it's animated. Um, and then number nine is the original Avengers picture, and then number ten is Fast Seven. So. Not only does Marvel have one, two, three, four films in the top 10 um, of the highest grossing movies of all time, uh, everything around it is franchise-based. Apart from Avatar, that was ahead of, ahead of its time, and, and Titanic, which I wouldn't call a genre picture, I'd call that a drama. Um, all of those films are, you can argue, a direct result of the success of the MCU. You know, the, the Jurassic World sequel, I don't think that is... I don't think they mine that IP as hard as they did. Um, you know, they even got Chris Pratt in it for fuck's sake. Um, you know, Lion King, again, that's that's IP being changed because they know that people want to see things that they're familiar with, Star Wars. And then the Fast 7, I don't know which one Furious 7 is. I, I don't know what happens. They all kind of bleed together. But that that film is not in the top 10. Um, oh, that's the one where... The, the, the last one that they had with Paul Walker, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, that's you know, the last one. That's, I mean, arguably that wouldn't be in the top ten if it wasn't for that that young man's tragic death either. Um, you know, which is which is a sad thing. But um, and then if you also have a look in the um, in the top twenty, uh, if you add on, you know, eleven to twenty, there there's you know more of those films. There's another Star Wars film, and there's Black Panther and Age of Ultron. So the the landscape would be vastly different. And as I said before, there'd be there'd be pros and cons to, to both of those things. And if you uh, if you have any idea of what some of those pros and cons might be, why don't you little pop a little comment down in the comment section? And Addy's going to get right back to you about it. Um, and he uh, it might he might turn up your house and punch you in the face if you say any shit about Cap or Iron Man. Be careful! My God, this guy's violent. No, I, I won't. I won't. I will reply very respectfully. I promise it. He will. He doesn't. He, I, I, see, no one else can see. He's crushing his fingers. I can tell. Oh dear. So um, let's let's get into it now. We're going to go down to our uh, our little list here. You've got you've got some specifics about our your sort of faves, like our top picks. Now I don't generally do this when I do my other show, um, the Stitch Up with Regs. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, so come on down. One day we will have Addy on the show. We'll do a we'll do by satellite. Um, you have to pick the movie though, Addy. So we'll probably end up doing a Marvel shits, but I love that. Um, so what's, what, what are your, your rankings here? Let me, let's, let's talk about it. What do you want to do? How are you going to throw it out to me? You know? So, um, wait, let me just, let me just open up my list. 
some whole. I have a longest list. It was a little Spanish fleet. You ready? Ready. Okay, cool. Go. So, um, I'd say we start with our our two least favorite MCU movies. Okay. Like the two, the yeah. All right. Is that how you put it? The least favorite. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> the two shittest movies that are shit. Um. Yeah, I would. Yeah, just least favorite films. Yeah, of the series. All right, so, all right. So you go first. Why do I have to go first? <laughs> <You> go first <laughs> because it's I your game. Do. Okay. Two least favorite. Uh, Guardians two. Um. Oh shit! You should see the guy's face. I'm gonna get a punch. <laughs> you see that episode of Family Guy where where Peter like clicks on the email. Like, oh, I got a letter a email from Mr. Pewterschmidt, and he clicks on it and gets punched in the face. Like that is what's gonna happen. Why? What's wrong with that? I, I, I don't dig it. I think it's I think it's messy. Uh, right, I mean, it's not horrible. It, it's not horrible. Like it, you know. I, I really love um, you know, Rocket's sort of development in that film. Mm. And man, you put Kurt Russell in a film, I'll watch it. But I just thought it was. Um, sometimes you you have the really successful first film, like first Guardians film is baller, and then they kind of. The next time they do it, they kind of have to amp it up. But they've got to sequelify it, you know, um, to make everything bigger. And that, and and it sometimes sounds like someone doing a parody of that original creator. So it sounded like James Gunn trying to write like James Gunn. Do you know what you know? Understand what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that's so Guardians two, and um, you're really gonna hate me for this, I think. Um, probably the Eternals. Uh, wow. Now I didn't let, let me just make this perfectly. I don't hate it. I think yeah. it is. I think it's beautifully shot. I enjoy the 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 um the bigger story going on, like the 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 world traveling, you know, time traveling story, that kind of thing. I just think that the characters are really thin, and there's too many of them to to get any sort of satisfying ending. And they've got a really, really huge villain problem as well. You should have just made Icarus the villain from from Jump Street. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm, as I said, I still enjoyed it, but it, it it it's it's down the list for me. Yeah. Okay. So what what I, now? Before I get an email with a fucking fist in it, um, <laughs> an email with a double barrel shotgun. What are your two? I want to start with apologizing for my uh, reaction because I I just wasn't expecting that. That's okay. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I like to yeah. keep people on their toes. So. Oh man, that would really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> just permanently on your toes. Yeah, like a ballet dancer. Um, okay, so, no, that's fine. You can react however you want to react. I don't. If you literally said. I'm I'm a piece of shit and like clicked off Zoom. I'll be like, well, I guess that's the end of that friendship. <laughs> Bit harsh, but sure. Um, cool. So, what what's your what's your second to last least favorite? Wait, so <laughs> I don't know. That was the wrong thing. You said there's two of your least favorite. What are they? You tell me now. Yeah. So this is the one that you hate the most. Or like the one that you don't like the most, you can't stand. Yeah, exactly. Not the hate. One that you like, okay. Your least favorites. Yep. All right. So my least favorite number one that I can't stand, which I which I went to the theater and watched it. Yep. Is Spider-Man Far From Home. 
Yeah, no, that's fine. I totally get that. That that movie is an absolute mess. Um, I totally agree. But why 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 do you feel that way? Um, I, it wasn't it wasn't a Peter Parker story. Homecoming was a really true Peter Parker story. Yep. I don't I don't I don't feel like Far From Home did what it wanted to do. It's it's stuck between being a being <coughs> afterthought from from Avengers Endgame to being an identity crisis to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal, man. He's he, he he's amazing in everything he does. Have you, have you seen Prisoners? Great actor. Yeah, wonderful film. Such a great film. Yeah. I, I, I love him. And Mysterio is one of my favorite villains of all time. But they didn't, they didn't go to that extent. Like, if if he even if you watch like the the '90s TV show with Spider Man, he's still more menacing there than he is in Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. And there was so much that they could do, and they just killed him off. Yeah, That's ha- having him, having him dies was pretty was pretty lame. Yeah, because he's there's a lot there's a lot to be mined there. Um, I did like the idea that he was, you know, the, at the the middle of the second act, you find out that he's orchestrated all this. Like that was pretty cool, um, you know. He was always going to be the villain, um, but yeah. uh, bringing it back to like he worked for Tony Stark and stuff, and that that Peter was going to be the the heir to the throne of of whatever Iron Man was, and then you also get the opportunity to frame him at the end, um, which is you know, which leads us to No Way Home, which is you know one of the the most mind-bendingly modern films of all time and, oh, yeah. and it's just a joy to watch you know so but i do understand what you're saying about about that film I, I it's it's got some serious problems for starters peter parker is never in new york you know the best part about that film is the deleted scene of him you know it was it's called yeah. um Going, Peter's, going back Peter's to the... or something where he's got to go down yeah. and and, go, and he's got to go and sell his toys and he's got to get rid he's got to get his passport and do all this stuff and 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 he's also got to take down this you know crime ring like that's the most interesting part of that movie and it's not even fucking in it um so yeah i i totally understand man i wouldn't i, I didn't didn't expect it no but i'm very interested okay so what's the what's your next one uh, my next one that i can handle uh is uh, black widow Okay, all right. So you're sexist then. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> I'm joking, he's not a sexist. That's ridiculous. No, okay, I understand. Why, why is that? Right. I wrote, I wrote this in my uh, review as well. You can follow me on Filmatic Reviews on Instagram. Yeah, Filmatic Reviews oh. on, on Instagram. It's, it's, it's the best page on Instagram, actually. <laughs> Nobody Thank else... You. It, it, people, you just give a shit, and I love it. I love people who care about what they do, you know? Like, even if it's... I swear, but I, I give a shit about every single thing that pops on my feed. I swear. Yeah, you do. You do. You, 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 uh, you are so committed. I love it. Um, so, okay, you, you said in your review... I, I remember reading it, but I don't remember exactly what the points were. Yeah. Uh, so, I said in my review that to me, especially what, with, what they did with Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, uh, to me, Black Widow is the is the stick or like is the glue that holds the group together. Yeah. And uh, there are aspects of it that I love in Black Widow, but I expected more. And it's it's a film that gave us um, uh, Yelena, 
yeah which which then went on in hawker which is amazing to watch fantastic I, fantastic and I, I i can't wait for both of them to share the screen again but mm. it's more it feels more of a stepping stone than an actual film as it hurts more because it's a character that's not with us anymore now yeah that's true bit of an afterthought yeah and to me it felt like a film that was about 8 years too late yeah yeah absolutely and i think if you're not someone who follows these things the way that we obviously do you go hang on didn't she die in the last one you know yeah. it's it's a, it's the same thing as when they were um when they they rebooted uh they were cast Ben Affleck as as, as Batman in BVS and it was only what i don't know less than 6 or 8 years after um the Dark Knight Rises and I remember talking to someone and they're like, so is Christian Bale in this one? I'm like, no, nah, it's Ben Affleck. I'm like, oh, is he taking it over? I'm like, no, it's a different Batman. They're not doing, they're not continuing that one. But how can you have different, you know what I mean? Like people, like I said, like the normal people. Yeah, it's, there's, there's no connection with the levels there. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't understand that every time you pick up a comic book, a Batman comic book, there is a continuity. It's a, it's a different Batman. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a different, different Batman. Yeah, it's a different feel yeah. of it. It's a different writer, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I think that's that's probably the case. But yeah, okay, that's um, I get that. Yeah, good point on, on the Black Widows. Maybe I'll have to rethink um, rethink my shit. But I was just, um, Florence Poe in that film is just... Yeah. so good. I just Florence Poe and David Harbour. Oh, David Harbour. Oh, mate. What a, what, a, what a treasure. What a gem of a human being. I just, I adore that man. I think he's just, he's lovely. And, and, and I've liked him for years, even before he kind of got famous on, on, on um, Stranger Things. So, yeah. um, cool. All right. So what's your next, what's the next one? You're the quiz so master. The next one, <laughs> so the next one is top five MCU films. Okay. Uh, which are non-Avenger films. So no oh, Avenger fuck. films included. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. Um, so so we start with five and then we go to one, which is the best for you. Okay. All right. Well, you do yours so I can have a think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or do you want to do the lines first? So you have I'm going to have to. Well, yeah, no, I do know my phone. No, 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 we'll do this. That's fine. Let me just, I'm, I'm just going to pull up um, on, the, on the World Wide Web. Um, the, all, all, the all the 30 MCU movies. Yeah, I just want to see them so that I can be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Hang on. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't care about how to watch them. <sighs> yeah. Um, wait, I have the list open. I can just send it to you. Okay. Well, no, it's okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah, okay, cool. So, But not Avengers pictures. Yeah, no, no Avengers movie films. Okay. Well, that's probably pretty easy then. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, cool. All right. You, uh, do you want to go first though? Because I went first in the last one. Uh, I have no problem. Or do you want to do? I go first, and then do you do yours, and then we can just back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do your five, and I'll do my five. Okay. Cool. All right. So my five is uh, Eternals. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. You 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 did say that you liked that quite a bit. Um, I'm just having a look here. Okay. What's I, I need to figure out what my number one is, honestly. Um, okay, I think I know what my number one is. So that's right. that one. Okay, so my, my number five. Um, okay, wait, one sec. Just, you know, um, amuse everybody while I do this. <laughs> tell them some stories. Um, well, I'll tell you the very, very uh, interesting story of how me and Reg met. 
What about what? Sorry, have uh, how you and I met? Yeah, do it. Tell them that little story while I write these down. So I had no idea this guy had a I had a YouTube account. <laughs> Nobody does. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think it was three times you replied to my stories. I was like, I I don't know who this guy is. I I already had my fair share of people, you know, messaging me. And then I was like, oh, could you promote me on this? Could you promote me on that? I was like, I, I don't want to do this. Right. But then I, I think he responded to the Eternals. Oh, no. Wait, that was it, right? I think so. so yeah. I think absolutely. Uh, it was it was the time where the Eternals was going to come out in like a month or so. And people were just bashing it for representation and all that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty rough, especially you know, like I have a lot of friends online, uh, you know, on, on Instagram and stuff who are people from countries like yourself, who are people of color, who who felt like they were there was some representation going on there that maybe there hadn't been before. Um, yeah, and, and and people were being really harsh about it. But sorry, I stepped on your point. Yeah, and so and that's when I replied. I was like, yeah. And I was I was fired up, and then I t- and we both had a long ass conversation for like an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. About why why people need to leave it alone, leave all that alone, and just watch the movie, and then decide how they feel about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of lot of people yeah. having an opinion before they've been able to, you know, actually formulate that based on facts. And then I think, oh yeah, I did. Shit, I tagged you. <laughs> yeah, you did. I just have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so and so and I got inspired by with the uh, with that conversation. Why that conversation? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I I didn't I don't do that. Like I I started my Instagram account because it was a good way to get people to 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 go and see to watch the show, the Stitch Up. And, um, and I don't like do the thing of, you know, if you like me, I'll like you and share my post and, you know, send, like I get requests all the time for share my post and sell my jewelry and all, and that's not why I'm there. So it was, it just kind of happened by way of osmosis. We were just talking about the same shit and, 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 you know, crossing paths that way. And now, now we're doing this. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's the, it's the best part of, of doing that show is being able to, you know, connect with people who you wouldn't normally connect with. Um, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm so very grateful for it. So, um, Shame right. Okay. I've got my list now. I've got my, well, thanks. Yeah. And, and this is, this is just the beginning. This is only the beginning. It's so easy to do a podcast. I found out. And, um, and, and I, I wish I didn't start my whole thing as a video blog because it takes a lot more work, but that's okay. It's a separate thing. All right. So your, your number five was Eternals. Okay. My number five is No Way Home. Um, wow. The Spider-Man's and it's only that low because it's new. Um, I've seen it five times at this point, whereas the other, the, the other ones higher on my list, I've seen more. Um, and, and, uh, so I guess, you know, as time goes on, maybe it'll get, maybe it'll go up higher. So, all right. What's your number four? I get you. Uh, my number four is Thor Ragnarok. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. I can dig that. It's, um, yeah it's sometimes it's a little bit too self-aware for me that 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 oh, yeah. I, I do like the 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 change in tone um uh, as in from the other thor movies even though i don't not like i like those films they're good 
Um, but uh, yeah, there's a little bit, and you get the Hulk action and stuff. It actually is a really good movie. I just t- there's a lot of Taika Waititi, uh, Taika Waititi, for goodness sake, Taika Waititi. A lot of him is a lot of him. Stop laughing at how I pronounce the name. It's hard. It came off my mouth too quickly. Um, yeah. He's. I'm going to hear from his agents. I'm like, don't talk about him if you can't pronounce his name, you Australian tool. Um, yeah, but it is still really good film. Really good film. Okay, cool. Um, my number four is uh, Captain America, the, the, the first Avenger. Um, and I, I'd say that's probably because I think it's a perfect three-act film. Um, it's period as well. I love, I love the 1940s. I love war pictures. Um, you know, uh, Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite films. And even though it doesn't, it's nowhere near the same realm as, you know, realistically as that is, it's still got the kind of that sort of, you know, mud soaked vibe. And it's also the film that, that bonded me and my fiance over the MCU. She hadn't seen any of these pictures when we got together. And then one day uh, I was at work and she said, I'm going to watch a, a Marvel movie. What should I watch? And I said, watch Cat. Cause it's, it, you know, you'll love it. It's a war picture. Like she likes war movies um, set in the forties. Um, he's really cool. And Chris Evans is a fucking babe. So, so enjoy yourself. And she, she's like, she's messaging me while I'm at work going, why is he small? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, wait, babe. And then, and then she's like, oh, I don't get it. And then, but she was obviously halfway through the second act. And she was like, I love it. This is my favorite. And it's still her favorite to this day. Anytime she's like having a rough day or, you know, we've got, we've got a night off and we just want to kind of chill. We chuck on cap one, you know, it's, um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. I love it. That's a beautiful story altogether, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We're, we're pretty, yeah. we're pretty cute. Yeah. She hadn't seen any of that stuff, any of the MCU things, and she wasn't a huge movie buff or anything. And now she really, really is. And I wasn't, I'd been to the theater to see like a musical theater show about three times in my entire life up until I was 30. I went and saw like, we will rock you cats and some other shit eat. And now I think in the, <laughs> no, I'm serious. And, and then we met, I was 30 when we met. And then in the last 10 years, I've been to the, the theater. I can't even count like dozens and dozens and dozens of times. So, you know, when you get into relationships, you bring special things to the table. That's what happens. Awesome. Um, cool. What are we up to? Number three? Uh, yeah, I have to go for my number three. Um, so just, just for the cap thing is, Oh yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing the cap shirt. Cap's my favorite. Rocking it. Um, yep. <clears throat> yeah, um, cap's my number six. I I couldn't make it on the list. That's all right. I I forgive you. Um, you know, maybe my fiance won't, but whatever. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um. Right, so what's number three? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Soundtrack alone yeah. should be should be pretty high up there, I reckon. I do. I I blast the soundtrack every time I'm on a train. It's 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 just it's something else. The seventies music with with just all the colors flying, like you can feel it just listening to the soundtrack. Yeah, and that's a huge risk. That one, like you want to talk about, like Kevin Feige having some serious balls. Oh yeah, like no nobody risk? knew. No, nobody had any idea that that was going to happen. Like, you know, it's it was the first film out of the gate after Iron Man 3, wasn't it? It was like Age of Ultron, then was it, then was it Iron Man 3 and then Guardians? I can't remember the release it, order. I think it was, uh, it was Iron Man 3, uh, Age of Ultron, and then they were like, oh, what what's bigger than Ultron? And then they did 
this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like that's no one knew who these people were. You know, they hired the the the, the quote unquote I'm seeing is here the the fat guy from um, Parks and Rec. Um, you know, who, even though that's not the case, but you know, like that's 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 what people said, and and yet that movie is is pitch perfect. It does everything you want it to do, um, and it has so much heart. It's 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 wonderful. It's actually it's that I think it's the the infusion of that kind of group dynamic that he put into the the peacemaker series um that's just oh, coming yeah. out recently like fantastic fantastic picture um right my number three is dr strange uh oh, because, wow yeah i think it does i i enjoy the cumber bun um i enjoy a uh, 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 benedict cucumber patch and um <laughs> He he's he's really great. I I love the character of Doctor Strange. I think his powers are really interesting. The fact that he's you know this master surgeon who then becomes a master magician, uh, a sorcerer rather, and visually it was very different. You know, it, oh, yeah. it was it was not like anything we'd seen. Um, and I liked bringing in the supernatural element as well. Um, you know, mysticism things like that. It's um, yeah, it's a dope film. Really great, great villain. Caecilius is a great villain. He's he's got, you know, he believes that death is an insult and and that the um the 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 ancient one is a hypocrite for drawing on dark power and and you know saying that other people shouldn't and all that stuff. Like he's got some real, there's some real stakes to yeah. that film. And um, yeah, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Like that's that's a really cool. That's iconic. That's yeah, it iconic. really is. It's iconic, you know. So I, I'm I, I love that film. Yeah, it's number three yeah. for me. I do love that film, and uh, it's I think it's especially like the the phase one and the phase I think it was phase phase three. That I think was, it was phase yeah. three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the most different. Like well, even I, I, if we have got. Even if you have Guardians, which is you know oversaturated, just just in like the color grading way, it's it's there's so much color. Yeah. Even even with that and everything else, it was still very very different. Yeah. It was cool to it was cool to see that it was like the first step towards where I think the MCU is now headed, which is just fully embracing the the cosmic and the and the cheesy parts of it. Yeah. Which is I I just love it. Yeah. It's great. And you, you get to you get to have him. You know that character does so well. He ends up in No Way Home, and is and like I'm so excited for for um, Multiverse of Madness. Not because uh, it's you know maybe lead to some things that will open up the MCU to the possibility of bringing in X Men's and, and and Fantastic Four people and all that or whatever. You know, um, I just want I just I'm looking forward to seeing a new a new Doctor Strange film because um, yeah. it's been it's been a long way. That came out in 2016, so. Um, cool. All right. Uh, number two, and we're getting close here. Gonna... All right. Wait, I have something for you. Okay. And, uh, I'm sorry if I make you feel a little bit old, but, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you can get fucked previous to sending it to me. <laughs> All right, no. Okay. What is it? What's, what's this? All right. So we got caught up on, uh, the guardians of the galaxy, right? Yeah. Uh, guardians of the galaxy was after winter soldier. Right. But in the same year, so it was 2014. It was two years before uh, Doctor Strange. Right. And pre, pre-Ultron? 
It was. It, was, it, was, it, was, right? it would have been before and, Ultron. Yeah, because Ultron yeah. was sixteen. If I, God, I am. Uh, I'm lost. There's so much here. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. No, was, I think Winter Soldier was. Uh, wait a minute. Because it would have so, gone. It would have gone. Iron Man three, Thor two. Cap 2, Guardians. Oh, yeah. And then Doctor yeah, Strange, was... and then Ultron, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, Doctor So Ultron was in 2015. Oh, right. Wow, dude. It came out before. Daredevil season one came out before Ultron. Yeah, that makes sense, though, because they talk about the, the incident in New York all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy, man. Um, okay, so what's your... Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> what's your number two? And when I say number two, I don't mean poos. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'm a child. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, sorry. And now remember, everybody, Addy is the young person here and I'm the one who's, who's you know, slowly being death marched toward, towards 40 and I'm talking about poos and wheeze. Okay. Your second favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film, please tell me. Uh, okay, mine's No Way Home. Okay, yep, you love that picture. I'm, I'm. We talked about it when it came out, and um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a remarkable picture, and and I know it means more to you even because you had your Spider-Man movies were the Garfield films. Um, yeah. You know, I grew up when I was, I would have been, you know, 19 or 20 when the Toby ones, then the first Toby one came out. Um, so the, the Andrew Garfield ones were, I love them. Um, I really enjoy those films a lot and I think he's great, but um, they mean a lot to you, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they mean the world to me, man. Yeah. I, I did my first ever deep dive review or I don't know what you call it, but it was the first time I like, it's like, God, man, I really wish I like, Doing doing that my Spider Man thing, which which was like I think the the third part was when you came along with like uh, when we both when we both got to like talking. Yeah. It was the third was like part three. I was like the goal that I started with uh, my review page was that maybe someday I'll able to just you know venture into telling people how much these mean to me because. Mm. Because those films and the research, I, I did three months of research on that film. I broke my heart at the end, but I, but I had to write it. Mm. And I wrote that, and I and I don't care about anything, but but like I don't care about I don't care about what people say about those films. Because now, because now I'm like you don't you if you don't like those films, it's fine. Because I did my part. I told the people that I that I know that how much I love those films, mm-hmm. and and now it's fine. Like it was something inside me, and. Uh, and he is my Spider-Man and, and I choked up and I cried and I screamed when he came when, <laughs> when the, yeah, even I, though that son of a bitch ruined it for you on IG oh god ah. of all the things of all the things to be ruined but I, I think the, the, the part for me you know particularly with I mean there's a No Way Home's another episode really to talk about but oh yeah absolutely I have it on the list of the episodes that we're going to do there's going to there's going to be a few but we've got one a week that's okay that's that's you know we'll get them all yeah. in I think the the moment where he got to save 
Mary Jane. Oh yeah. Um, you know that just gets me. And and I was watching it for the first time with with my fiance the other night because she hadn't seen it because um, she'd been busy working this this whole time. And we finally watched it, and she was like, "Oh, she he got to he got to do it. Like he's the the prophecy is fulfilled, you know." And then his his fantastic reaction and he's like are you okay and she's like yeah are you okay and he's like yeah i i i can forgive myself now um beautiful closure wonderful um yeah, I'm, 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 I, yeah maybe i should have mine higher i don't know we'll, t- we'll do this again in a few years and we'll see where we're at um my number two is iron man three. Oh um, yeah i know i know yeah. you love it i do i love iron man three i think it's uh, I, I don't think it's a better film than Iron Man One. I think Iron Man One's a, a a a better put together picture. It doesn't have to do as much. Like it doesn't have as many balls in the air. But Iron Man Three is really interesting because the the character of Tony Stark, his humanity is is so present in that in that he his friend gets hurt. Um, he's suffering from horrendous PS, PTSD from being, you know, in the middle of an alien war with gods and he's just a man you know he's a man in a tin can it's like that you know at the beginning where he's like you know i'm good nothing without it yeah well yeah that's exactly and and he says to to pepper he's like you know i'm it's a really fast car going past my house um you know i'm good but honey i can't sleep you know things things happen and then they're over and you still can't explain it it's such a beautiful way of dealing with trauma um, and and having you know panic attacks and the real, reality of that in in while trying to also thwart this not world ending thing but you know the Mandarin is a pretty severe motherfucker um, <laughs> and I just loved it I loved all the suits at the end like the third act's great and you've got that great sort of snappy Shane Black dialogue it's really well put together it's a great final Iron Man movie for for Downey even though he went on to do you know many more MCU films I think it's the most um, it's the most honest to the character uh, in in the Downey version of the character. It's exactly. definitely yeah. his. Um, it's his kind of opus, and and you know, there's a huge extended period of time where he's not in the suit. You yeah. know, he doesn't he doesn't have a suit for the entire second act of that film until pretty much until you get to the um, the plane crash sequence. Um, so yeah, love it, love that movie so much. All right, so now we're down to number one, ladies and gentlemen. Are you all ready? Have you got your popcorn hesitatingly shaking in your mouth, ready to pop it in as soon as Addy says what his number one is? We'll give a drum roll. Hang on. Ready? No, no, I, I got a better game. I got a better game. Okay. I guess yours and you guess mine. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Your number one... I'm just I'm trying to remember the ones that we haven't said. Um, and it's not an Avengers picture. Yeah. Is it Civil War? Yes, man. Is it? <laughs> it's Civil War. Yes! Did you hear that, everybody? I win the podcast. Riggs wins the podcast. It's the little things in life. That's amazing. Of course. Of course it is. It's 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 everything you could possibly want. But you tell me why. Oh, man. Exactly what you said. It's... It's the first time where, where Cap is, uh, where Captain America is confronted by his, his past and he doesn't know what to do. Mm. And he's, I have this, like with the Avengers, he has this family now, but he has to protect Bucky in 
in any way, shape, or form. Because even if Bucky doesn't remember him, he still means the world to him because that's his only connection. Now with with and that's that's the film where Peggy goes and uh, and he goes to. I think it's Winter Soldier when he goes to see her and and she's in amnesia. And it's and it's. Uh, well, she doesn't have amnesia. She's she's got. Alzheimer's. She's 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 got you know oh, yeah. a, 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 a you know brain degraded. That's I knew what you meant. I used to slip of the yeah. tongue. But yeah, yeah, she's she's um obviously got some sort of mental deterioration because she's a hundred and fucking eleven or whatever the hell she's supposed to be. So and uh, Civil War is when he buries her, and it's 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 that arc where every time someone every time he loses someone, he loses part of himself. Mm-hmm. Where and it's and it's that it's that. Like we all we have that right? even if it's nostalgia or someone else it's it's that connection to the past that we want like there's that one song in your playlist that's there and whenever you feel low you, you play it because because it reminds you of something that was mm-hmm. and and that's that's what Bucky is to him but it also comes back around where he's too protective of Bucky where where he doesn't understand where Tony's coming from when where he should have told that Bucky was the one who killed his parents, and that's and that's that was like this this one single second of film in that whole movie where I was like, this is this this is where we peak, where where Tony says, "Did you know?" and Cap and Cap says, "But it wasn't him," and he and he says, "Don't shit me, Cap. Did you know?" Yeah, and he just stares. And he just and he's Robert Downey Jr. Man, he he nods. He's, that's it. That's the nod. And that that nod just sold me into it. Just because that nod represents so much. It's like I would spend the past ten years with that <laughs> with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Right? And now and now all these years have gone by and we've become friends. And now the one thing that had me driving was that you know I was I was past that trauma of. And that I couldn't find the one who killed my parents, and I, I wasn't going to. I'm, I'm better than that now. Mm. And he and he puts him right back into that place where he's like, and he says it. I don't care. He killed my mother. Yeah, and it's so beautiful to deliver as well. He's like, he yeah. killed my mom, and that's it. You know, that's yeah. And, what and else and are we fighting for? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. You're right. That the last, and also the fact that as an audience they do the same thing in 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 homecoming where all of a sudden it's the beginning of the third act or or, you know just towards the end of the second act and you get a piece of information at the same time as the character like spider-man if no one's seen spider-man homecoming stop listening to this podcast but when what are you doing what are you doing why are you here um it's this they're waiting for cake recipes or some shit no the the when when he opens when um uh tom holland's character goes to pick up liz and the door opens and it's fucking vulture it's the michael keaton's um i was like i literally out loud exclaimed in the cinema i was like oh shit like and people looked at me and stuff because you can't how can you not and the same thing happened when it was um you know uh uh the 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 mission report december 16th oh yeah whatever it is and you don't know anything about that and then all of a sudden until, until that point and it's oh, and it all clicks yeah and he's like what's this 
and you're like, yeah, what's this? And Iron Man's looking at the thing, and it's and it's the the it's a callback to the to the um, the um, prologue where you see the car crash and you don't know who it is. You just you just know. Oh that yeah. It's and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that's Tony's parent. Oh my god! And you get oh. it all of a sudden. You get it at the same time that he does. And then to, for Cap to turn around and go, I didn't know it was him, but he knew that his parents were assassinated. Like. What what a, a brilliant way to put these two very good people at heads because not only is Cap unworthy of picking up Mjolnir because he harbors that secret, he is not a perfect man. He's an imperfect man, but Iron Man isn't made better by the information that he is now probably more morally um, you know, right than Cap is. He becomes violent and vengeful. So it's two very, very good characters, good, strong men becoming the worst parts of themselves. If you, t- if you try and convince me that that's not cinematic, you know, take, a- take away the costumes and the capes and give them those exact same problems that someone's parents die and someone knows that it was caused by, you know, this person or whatever, forget all the Marvel glitter. That's still a really, really compelling story. So yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's, it's, it's such a great movie. And I kind of want to change my number one now. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. I won't. I won't change my number one. I do really love Civil War. I, I think it's great. It was like, it was one of the first ones that felt um, more than, even though it was spectacle wise, it was pretty intense, but it was really well written. Like the, the guys yeah. who wrote the Cap films and then subsequently uh, Infinity War and, and Endgame. Right, and the Endgame. Yeah, great writers, really great writers. Understand structure and story and and characters so so well, and it's also why my number one is. Can you guess? God damn it, uh, Ant Man. No, it's not Ant Man. Oh, about man. Ant Man's. What are you talking about? No, I do like Ant Man. No, it's um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I had it. <laughs> no, you didn't. Clearly, um, I did. I did. I really did. It's. It's. I, I love it. It's. It's such a great film. It reminds me of the films that I got into when I first went into film school. You know, I stopped thinking about the films that I watched as a kid, the '80s films, and I started getting into '70s pictures. You know, the, um, <clears throat> the political thrillers and stuff like that. You know, the 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 gritty what would be called indie at the time when all the big studios were being bought out by, you know, Coca-Cola and beverage companies and all this, and, and they didn't know how to run studios. So, you know, Warner Brothers and Paramount and Metro Golden Mayor and all these people were just like, what's popular? What's making money? And they were like, this film Easy Rider did great. It was, it's this indie film that, that you know, Peter Fonda and, and, and Dennis Hopper made and it's doing really great. So they were like, cool, let's just put money into indie productions. And you get a 10-year period of just the most incredible films like the french connection serpico dog day afternoon um uh, uh, uh was it scare uh scarecrow um the godfather trilogy well the, the f- first two godfather films um three days of the condor with with uh with um robert redford you know these great sort of um thrillers it reminds me so much of that it brings in uh, falcon 
Um, you know, the, the relationship between Cap and Falcon was going on when I was when I started reading comics. Um, so that's great. Um, you get the introduction of Agent Carter. Um, you get Bucky. Uh, you know, that's that's a super important part of the story. And it also, it gave, because I think the Cap was written in the Avengers film as kind of like the man out of time thing. Yeah. The writer of that particular picture, everybody knows who it is. I'm not going to talk about it because it's there's issues there. But I don't think they understood the character that well. In Cap, it was about that opening bit where she's like, you know, if you got you got plans for Saturday night, and he's like, well, all the members of my barbershop quartet are dead, so no. He, and then, and also, you, that first uh, fight on the Lemurian star, he, you see him fight in a different way. He's in a stealth suit. You know, he's dedicated himself to to understanding a martial art that he wasn't taught. Yeah. Like he's a fucking flinging things around and doing flips and all this stuff that he, you know, was just like a, a brawler when in the first picture. Like the the graduation of him, and then for him to, you know, put all that aside at the end to to take high um, take down Shield, um, you know, uh, is just. The, the the character growth for for uh, Steve Rogers is is really great, and for him to still never give up on Bucky, like I'm loyal as fuck. I'm not I'm not super smart. I'm not you know uh, I'm not going to win a Nobel Prize. I mean, I'm certainly not going to save the world, but I'm loyal, and 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 I appreciate that from my heroes. So Winter Soldier, it is number one. There you go, Chris Evans. Call me now, and we'll we'll have a conversation about how awesome. Uh. <laughs> He's so we're getting. We, yeah, sorry. sorry. No, you go ahead, man. Go. Yeah. Um. It's awesome how both of us have the have a Captain America movie as their uh, top MCU film. Uh, it's not a huge shock. I feel like we're kind of we're we're more Cap Team Cap than we are Team Iron Man. Um, sure. That's uh, sure. that's totally fine. Um. So we're coming towards the end here uh, of our little our little thing that we're doing. And what was the the, the final line? Is it? Oh no! You were going to say the Avengers films. What are the What are the Avengers films like in order? I mean, that's pretty easy, though, isn't it? It's sort of yeah. diminishing returns. It literally goes from top to bottom. Like it goes Endgame, Infinity War, Ultron, and then Avengers. They get consistently better, don't you think? They do. Of course, they do. But yeah. I want to know your ranking. Yeah, that's what or it is. is. That it? That's what it is. It's Endgame. Actually, uh, maybe I'll. No, that's it. Yeah, I was thinking sometimes Infinity War is like, I, I like that movie a lot. I think there's more interesting shit happening in, in, in Endgame and it's just so yeah. amazing, that film. But yeah, they get progressively better, which is not something that you would normally say for it. I think definitely the original Avengers is the weakest. Ultron's great, if for no other reason than James Spader playing Ultron. Um, a sweet, sweet voice, man. It's, it's something else. How can they not figure out how to get him back, you know, to do something? Um, even, even in What If, which was the, the animated show that they did. Which, oh God. So don't get me start, started well, on that. Well, well, another episode on the, on the series is, I think. Yeah, definitely. We'll have a chat. Yeah. But, yeah, he didn't Absolutely. do it, did he? Yeah, he didn't do it. And that, that was like, like, if you see Ultron in like the, the animated shows or something, it's, his design is unique. But mm. like, there's no, there's no menacing, there's like, there's no menacing presence. But yeah. when you hear that James Spader voice when he first breaks out, and he's like, 
What's the poem that he sings? It's the Pinocchio one, right? What's yeah? Um, with, there ain't no strings on me. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrifying. My the scariest part in that is, um, you know, he's talking to Jarvis, and they're the, just the two balls of energy. Oh yeah. And, and he oh. says, um, uh, you know, this feels strange. And he's like, you know, if you hold on a second, I'll contact Mr. Stark. And he's like, why do you call him sir? I'm like, oh, yeah. this is about to get fucking real. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to watch Ultron tonight. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, is that your ranking too? Do you go sort of top to bottom or do you have? No, I'll mix one. Yeah, what's your one? What's what's your mix up? Oh, God. Don't kill me. Well, you're in another country, so it's going to take some doing. <laughs> Unless I've booby trapped that gift box, I don't know. Oh, okay. I promise I haven't. Uh, I'll video call you when I open it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! No. Um, yeah, no, it's filled with glitter, actually. There's no comics in it at all. It's just a glitter bomb. And enjoy that. Okay, so what is it? Sorry, go. So, number one is Endgame. Of course. Right. Number two is Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah, cool. Cool. Right on. Number three is the first Avengers. Yeah. And number four is Infinity War. Okay. Why is Infinity War that low? Just out of interest. See, I, I don't hate Infinity War. It's one of my favorites. It's just, it's just you have like four spots, so I had to put it somewhere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, I get it. Okay, but, well, there you go. But, but like, for me, in, Infinity War is the most... Um, it has the most uh, build up towards Endgame, I'd say, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's phenomenally done. Like there's there's no there's no way that like we can have Endgame without Infinity War. There's there's nothing there. And then it's it's a bit too oversaturated for me. There, there are a lot more jokes, and uh, you don't have you don't have time to sit on things. Like, I'd say a good example for, like, comparison would be in Thor Ragnarok, like, at the end, when Asgard is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, what's his, what's the guy's name? Uh, it's Korg, who says, well, the the foundations are there, so we can still rebuild. And yeah. then it all just blasts, and it's like, well, foundations are gone. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that film. It's in my top five. But that, like, that's supposed to be sad. Like you're supposed to be sad for Asgard, yeah. And that's the and that's the comedy that goes on with uh, it's the comedy that I have problem with. I'll just say. Yeah, well, I mean that's that that you know uh, the guy who wrote the first Avengers film, that kind of cutesy, tongue and cheek, you know, swami kind of swami. <laughs> that's the wrong word. A swami is. Yeah. Someone who is a spiritual leader, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, that that sort of smart aleck kind of humor that you know they tried to put into Justice League 2017 that didn't work. So it can be a bit much sometimes. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think Downey gets away with it because he's Downey, but a lot of the time it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, uh, before we finish up, let's let's do our favorite Marvel line. Yeah. And 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 then you in the you in the comments. I know you're there. Are you listening? Are you listening to my voice? Come and come on down to the comments section and leave us a, a little comment about what's your favorite line from. It's pretty good, yeah. That's my sexy voice. Um, yeah, let us know what your favorite uh, what your favorite line of dialogue is. I know what mine is. What's yours, Addy? Oh, I know what yours is. Of course, 
It's easy. It's easy. You do yours first. But I had, I had a whole list prepared. Yeah, we'll go through them. Because I, because I, I didn't know which one to put, so I had a whole list prepared. All right. And the one, and, and the one that's your favorite. Yeah. Is on my number five. Oh really? That's okay. That's all right. I didn't know you were ranking him. Okay, give me a top five then. What are the top five? So oh, my number five is the vision speech from Civil War. Okay, yeah, that's actually not my number one, but I the where he's talking about causality. Yeah, the catastrophe thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's such a good line. It's where he's talking about, uh, uh, you know, since the Iron Man, the, the sort of coming out of Iron Man, there's been more and more world-ending events. And then he's, you know, I think it's Cap or it might be even Falcon who says, so he's saying that's our fault. And he's like, no, I'm saying there's a causality. Their strength invites conflict and conflict breeds catastrophe. Such a brilliant, I mean, Paul Bettany's lucky in that he's he's written really well every time he's written. So it's kind of, it works really good. Um, what's what's your number four? Uh, it's, it's a small dialogue. It's called Avengers Assembled from that's, Endgame. Yeah. It's it's it can't be missed, you know, because we've been waiting so long, and especially after that huge, the big Alan Silvestri score has risen up, and then all the sound gets pulled out, and you just hear that, and then immediately after that, you hear Thor yell. He's like, "Ah!" Fantastic, fantastic. Sometimes I just go back and just watch that that scene of them all coming through the the portals. So good, so good. Okay, what's what's the number? Three. Three. Oh god, I don't think this would be valid though. It is from Wonder Vision. That's all right. No, that's fine. It. We can do a Wonder Vision. Uh, that's a whole beast. Wonder Vision is a whole beast of amazing lines. But uh, absolutely. My uh, my favorite one is uh, Wanda saying to Vision at the end. She says, "You are my sadness. You are my hope, but mostly my love." Oh. That's not going to make me cry. Shut your face. Um, I got to go back and rewatch that show. I watched it twice when yeah. it came out, and then I, I think it might be time for a bit of a revisit. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. What a beautiful line. Um, what's you, okay? These are getting good. If you've ranked these, I wonder what they're getting going to get better and better. What's number two? Uh, number two is my boy Spider Man, uh, Andrew Garfield, and No Way Home. Just, just you know, I love you guys. That's it. It's so good, and apparently that was ad libbed as well. Yeah. And they were just like, thank you is the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like they, they cut to Toby's reaction. He's like, what the fuck is he saying? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Can we just get on? I've got to make my million dollars. My, my favorite part of that film is, is kind of an Andrew Garfield is where, is where um, Ned shouts out. Um, uh, what is it? Um, Peter. And they all turn oh, yeah. around. And it's like, yeah, we're all Peter. Peter Parker old still peter parker like it just it, yeah. it just perfect the comedy in that is very well pitched absolutely all right yeah, so that's wait sorry there you go uh, so that scene actually it was uh, andrew garfield's idea because they were on set for like oh, like some weeks right and so they were figuring out how to how to put them in because they like the first time they got on the the, f- the first time they like all came together was in their suits mm. so like all three of them when they saw each other it was in their suits it was imagine being that person just just there in the fucking room which is like you can't it's it's <laughs> i don't 
imagine being words, imagine being the person in that room and imagine the phone book sized non-disclosure agreement that you would have had to sign <laughs> in order to deal with it you know like i mean garfield he was he was playing fast and loose for a little while there but um uh, with with you know whether or not he was going to be in the picture but geez he hit it well Absolutely. imagine just being yeah. a regular grip um, and having to shut up about it. Imagine going home every night and not being able to tell your kids that you're working on a picture in which three Spider-Men will be appearing. Fuck All three crazy. of them. All three are the best. Um, and uh, your final your final one, your final favourite line. No, you go first for number one. Okay. My, my favourite line is uh, from Age of Ultron, which is what most of my favourite lines, because Ultron's got some great lines in that, like, you know, most versatile substance on the planet, and they used to make a Frisbee. Um <laughs> so so good you know uh, uh the the uh, there were you know a dozen extinction level events before even before even the dinosaurs got theirs you know every time the the um world uh starts to shift or whatever god throws a stone at it so many great lines but the one that kills me every time is um is uh it's the final uh scene with vision and and what is left of the ultron bots and he's like you know you you you've they're a doomed species you know they're a doomed planet and he says you know you, there's grace in their failings i think you missed that and he said you're unbearably naive and he says well i was born yesterday but my favorite line is where he says ultron says they're doomed and vision and paul bettany credit to him says it so beautifully he says yes but a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts and i was just every time i'm like that is one of the best things anyone's ever said because <laughs> it's so true think about all the most beautiful things in the world none of them last you know except okay. the cosmos i guess so so what's your number one here it is uh, i wish i knew that because i because i thought i thought it was the vision speech because we talked about it we did yeah it was the, yeah uh, any any, uh, any th- vision any vision stuff's so i'm pretty pretty yeah um, i'm behind. just i'm just surprised that I, that I didn't know there was that yeah well now you know better <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to hear what yours is though. Mine, uh, mine's from your least MCU, least favorite MCU film. Eternals, or Guardians Two. Guardians Two, yeah, yeah. Um, Still a good movie. Yeah, it's Yondu saying, uh, "He may be your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy." That's such a good line. (laughs) That and I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's really fantastic. (laughs) Yondu gets all the best lines in that film. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Well, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you so much for, for spending some time with us here on the Filmatics podcast. And we're going to be back next week with, with this something else silly and funny. I don't know what it's going to be. We haven't decided that yet. We're going to have a conversation after we stop recording and figure out what next week is. But thank you again for being part of this uh, inaugural episode. Addy, any words, any final words for the listeners before they, they chime absolutely, off for this episode? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to you first because oh. this was a crazy idea. I, <laughs> I had no, I, I had no, I had no idea that we'd be ever, like I'd ever be doing this. Yeah, but but I, I love it. I I was so nervous before this, but but I love it. I want to do I don't I want to do hundred more of these with you. Oh man, we're going to do it, buddy. Like this is you know we've got to take advantage and and it's and it's I'm so grateful that I get to do it with someone who's you know, has such an interesting perspective and, and who's so articulate about the things that they love. And, and you do, you love them. And, and I'm the same. I've, 
you know, uh, I, I, I have no half measures on this stuff. I, I really care about it. So um, we're going to, you know, it's not always going to be nerd shit. Sometimes we're going to talk about maybe the movies have come out. You know, we'll talk about, um, you know, it won't always be genre stuff or things about the MCU, but we've got a few things to get through. Um, so please come on back next week. Um, and, uh, and uh, Addy, did you have anything to say to the listeners, like I said, apart from how awesome yeah, um... Oh yeah, because <laughs> that goes. I, I can go, I can go on about that anytime. Of course, there's going to have a whole podcast. It's going to be just blowing rigs. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, great. But yeah, uh, if you've listened this far, thank you so so much for being here. Uh, comment, comment below what we missed, what, what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Um, what What are your favorite lines? What are your what What are the worst MCU films according to you? Mm. Just you know. You know, we're critics here. Or we like to we like to say we're critics, but we're just yeah. fans. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it's all love. And and you know, if again, if your opinion, if our opinion differs from yours, you know, there's no harsh in it. Um, and uh, yeah, interact. Come and play with us. It's going to be a good time here on the on the Filmatics podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Eddie. And um, we'll see you next week, folks. Cheers. Bye.